Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love that Buck Swope. Buck Swope's an interesting cat. This is as creepy a guy as you'll ever encounter. That's right. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Who you, Doug really is not comfortable yeah. with Buck Swope. Kind of a shutter spook. Swope's one of the best in the business, for my money. Buck Swope? Buck Swope asked Doug his preference on shrubs. Ah! <laughs> I may sue Buck Swope. Buck Swope is struck. I'm pretty high on Swope. If we need an old audio clip, Swope's going to have it. Why? Oh, no, I just know he does. The wonderful Buck Swope. You know Buck Swope? Well, yeah. Seem to have kind of an issue with Buck Swope. Right. It always goes back to Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Mr. Buck T. Swope. What's up, kids? You're listening to Swope's Picks, episode 22. Matt, who bowls at Hank's. A little later, we'll be joined by Matt himself. But right now, let's flash back to January 2015. Well, get on with it, motherfucker. Get on with it, motherfucker. Well, get on with it, motherfucker. Cat and I were, were back in the green room yep. living watching. Big, living large, really. Right now, balling very hard. Uh, I had an eight ball cut up, and we were watching. Now, what would that be? I was just telling. I had an eight ball cut oh, up. Oh, no, that's what cocaine. I, had a, I was just I was back there doing blow. I had uh, a twice-baked potato. Right. Did you? So we were living very large, and we were watching the plot, and we had just sat down, the cat to enjoy his baked potato. It was cooling off. I had just got done cutting these rails up, and then the set was over. I, uh, to be fair, I, um, people came up to me, what happened to the cat? It wasn't a comedy routine. And yes, I was and nervous. I said that as well. On yeah. the, I said Friday, I said, if you were coming down there to see the Plowboy do, you know, a tribute to Chris Rock or George Carlin, I would suggest not coming down. Now, here's the thing with Plowsies. I, I, I really couldn't discern any jokes or anything what he was saying. And when you got backstage with us, you were kind of breaking down, you know, the first 15 minutes and the middle 15 minutes and then the 12 minutes at the end. And it seemed to be about two minutes, and that included the, the, the ping-pong update. It just all came together so quickly. I didn't even realize you were giving an update on ping-pong because it was hard to understand. I was just nervous because I know the longer I would talk, the more the better of a chance I did, would to say something stupid and embarrass a station. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I, I don't want to ruin any ballpark village, any future events there by me being an idiot. So I just wanted to be quick, thank everyone for coming out, promote the sponsors, and then... You know, yeah, you know. there was a great moment around, uh, what would you say, Doug, maybe 3 o'clock where uh, the Plowboy and Larry Nickel were up on the Fox Sports Midwest live stage together. A mm-hmm. uh, look of confusion for most of the people as to who these people are mm-hmm. and or what they were saying. And uh, it was broadcast on the big screen at Fox Sports Midwest live up there, that 40-foot TV. There's the Plowboy and Larry Nickel. And you just had to think Bill DeWitt Jr. and the third were sitting at home, you know, closed captioning, watching the whole thing and just had sure. to be. That's exactly why they built the facility for moments like that. Plowsy, did you get off any good one-liners, though? I said my voice isn't the only thing that's high. I think, though, if my one good one Oh, my. See, Doug? Yeah, that was all right. If I would have heard that uh, voice high, not the only thing joke, I would have fell out. Right. right? I mean, uh, it would have been like know, Def Comedy Jam, Jam first well, row. Yeah. He referred to himself as a stunner and a twink. <laughs> you called yourself a twink? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Great audio. <laughs> Sounds like an airport. I'm 120 and I'm not That kind of captures the essence. We just can't capture audio. We're a radio station. It was a lousy cell phone. Lousy with microphones. It doesn't seem to matter what event we cover, though. We can't hear it when it's over with. Uh, fellas, here are my top three things that happened at Ballpark Village yesterday. Number three, my friend was going to the bathroom. His big Al was coming out. Oh, no. <laughs> Apparently, there's quite a little scene. So Big Al gave him a quick little jab to the gut. Yeah. Said nothing. They both just accepted it as normal and went on about their business. Well, Doug, that corroborates, yeah. that corroborates the earlier email. Certainly it does. Uh, number two, when Plowsy took the stage, one of the oldest guy in Ballpark Village in the booth in front of me, clearly not there for the show, said, what the hell? Now there's a lesbian up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you had to hear that, Plowboy. 
a rough day just keeps getting rougher, and the day is in the past now, and yet it still somehow gets worse. <laughs> and number one, I went into the, into the bathroom at the halftime of the Colts-Pats game. There was, that was a bad idea. There was a group of men in extremely short shorts all recreating with no. their short shorts on the floor in a pile. Couldn't and their been. shirts hanging over the door on the stall. Oh, like there was going to be so much splashing around, they had to take their shirt off. Oh, Ah, way to set the bar high, fellas. Those guys were definitely there to see you. Good God, I love this show. That comes from Matt, who bowls at Hanks. And that's what we have for the GFI Digital Rico email of the day. What you got? Well, I like the, the, the Jeffco pill pusher early. And uh, a special place in my heart for Tommy Elvin Probst. But I like that last one. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Jeffco pill pusher was outstanding, but today the bar was raised, and Matt, who bowls at Hanks, just shipped the GFI Digital Rico email of the day. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. What college did you go to again? Bradley University, by the way. Is that a great uh, academic institution? I would say it's pretty solid. All right. It's named after Lydia Moss Bradley. There's a nice statue of of her, and she kind of looks like Mrs. Buttersworth. Bradley's known for their... What's uh, her name again? We'll, we'll Google it and see what she did. Lydia Moss Bradley. Wealthy philanthropist notable for her philanthropic works in Illinois and the independent management of her wealth. Boy, she was an ugly old gal. Well, she was known this. for the independent management of her wealth? Doug. <laughs> I mean, that's what she's wow. known for? Do they talk wow. at all about... Rough old gal. ...about her children? If I'm not mistaken, I remember she had just several children that died at an early age. Well, that happened made, a lot back in the early But it made, you, it made you almost wonder because the number, I remember this during orientation. I was like, wow, that's a lot of children to, to pass away That happened away all early. the time. When you, have a, when you have a child now, you go to the hospital and there's eight health professionals there and all the latest medical equipment. You still wonder how is this baby ever going to live? Imagine if you're on a farm somewhere in the early 1800s, a hundred miles from a doctor. It happened Charlie all the said time. there were several that just Does it say perished. anything about that? Family life. She married Tobias Bradley, moved to Peoria, where over three decades she prospered in real estate and banking. Despite his death, subsequent deaths of all of her children, Bradley continued to work in business and pursued philanthropic interests, particularly in the areas of healthcare and education. And now, look, all, all I'm saying her, is this: all of her children died. She six. she endowed the school. Six. But all, when six I heard that, died at an early age. When I heard that. That again, I don't know the story, and I wasn't alive back then. But that seemed a little odd to me. That so all you, of them. You think there was some foul play involved? That's that's what I thought when I first heard that. I'm not saying it's true. On and the God placard her. Uh, by her statue, does it say she killed her children? No, but during orientation, I'm sitting there with my mom and dad. I think it was maybe just my dad, but we're sitting there. And he turned to you and said, Charlie, I wish we would have killed you. Yes, he did He did say that, especially when he saw the, the tuition check. I'm sure it was heartbreaking, but I, there was lots of kids who never lived to. But six. But six, six for six. And, and we're talking about a well-to-do woman. Lincoln okay. lost a child, too, as a kid. We're si- six. I know it's a lot. And it's not someone, you know, that was living in poverty. They were well-to-do. So they had access to medical care. I think Charlie might be onto something here. So what are you saying? What are you implying? That you think I'm she not killed implying anything. There's an implication, Monty. Morning, cute patooties. I don't like to toot me on horn, but beep beep. Daddy went six for six in softball last night. While six for six in slow pitch softball is impressive, that Lydia Moss Bradley went six for six in unsolved child murders. Oh, for heaven's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> How can you slander this poor woman who started a beautiful educational institution? It is a great school. But the, the, it is a true fact that he put in a funny context. Correct. Is that it, Matt? No, that's only half of it. Gosh, I feel six for six in unsolved child murders. How about that, Doug? <laughs> I feel bad for her. She's dead. Who was it? <laughs> We're not done. Oh, great. <laughs> How many times could someone accidentally drop a toaster to a bed? <laughs> I didn't have toasters back then. They didn't even have toasters. They didn't have electricity. Oh. How often can you mistake antifreeze for Kool-Aid before the feds catch on? <laughs> they didn't have antifreeze back then. They didn't need it. That broad sure was prolific. That The Floyd Mayweather of kid killing. 6-0. and oh. 6 up, 6 down. Thoughts? Have a great God, weekend. That's terrible. That's terrible. Might win. 
It shouldn't. What's the uh, name, please? Have a great weekend, gal pals. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt. And the winner. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. On my score sheet is him. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Doug, we don't know about these murders. These so-called murders. They were unfortunate six. child deaths, and you're laughing hysterically about it. I'm ashamed of all of you. I've did, been disappointed in each of you on many occasions. Absolutely, I have. Why Never defend- to this extent. Why are you wins? defending her? Why are you defending her? I'll take the Sultan of Duck Butter. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Yeah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. The woman station was just something that hit me like a bolt of lightning. <laughs> <laughs> can I make a can I make a special request? At some point, can you guys dig back into that segment and just find the part where he was outlining this well thought out charity show, and just so I can hear that too? Because I, I was thinking about that later in the day. You know, we've been uh, talking about this for a long time, and uh, I gave it a ton of thought for this new show. We're going to call it the. Um, uh, free chair. Giving it but back I, to the people show. But I reached out uh, to uh, people, and uh, s- never mind. <laughs> so it's as though there were a mob of people at the back door <laughs> demanding that they have their own show. I uh, so I w- I reached out to several groups. The they got uh, a couple of people, and there we go. I salute you. Move out. Well, thank you. One one other thing I do want to talk about. I do believe in charity, and I do believe in giving back to the community. And one of the things that this station will do that's different than any other radio stations, I think, in St. Louis is we're going to donate time on our times that we don't use the station or where it's not a profitable thing for us to do or whatever. And it's going to be Sunday mornings. We're gonna, it's going to be called Donating Back to the Community Charity. Now, how that will happen, we haven't yet worked out, but I do believe in it. But I do believe in it. We've got no programming. We've got We're nothing. Call it, we got uh, nothing for Sunday mornings. Giving back to the community charity. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone would like to come in and do this show, anyone at all, please have at it. Hey, guys. This is just something that hit me like a bolt of lightning. It's something no emailer in the history of TMA has done. I've decided to donate the days when I don't feel like emailing in to other emailers. Oh. We will use, you know, technology and stuff. It will be called emailing charity back to the community charity community. I've already talked to, uh, yeah, several folks. The outlook has never been brighter, and I haven't seen this kind of positivity around here in years, like a phoenix or a dodo bird. I will rise from success and plunge headfirst into a mess of covered-up failure with a giant smile on my face. Doug, that comes from Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Very nice gesture and very generous. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. So tell me about the uh, excursion to the Mexican place. So what happened? You're with a bunch of dads, and dads they probably and boozed a little bit. Any more dad than bods? You. Any dad bods? That's right. What does that, that mean all. exactly? Like dads, but with hot bodies. Oh God, for heaven's sakes! You asked, baby. You asked. No, no. All right, let's ignore let's the dad there. bods. So you, you you're drinking, but you're not drunk, but maybe some others are, and they're like, anyone from Mexican? No, they were Nobody was really plastered. I was surprised that there wasn't. But this El Rancho, I mean to tell you, we walked in there Saturday night, and there's a lineup of people out the door, and you go, well, this will take 45 minutes. It takes maybe four minutes. They just keep slopping yeah. the ash on one plate after the next. And we're sitting there, and apparently a sorority had had their formal at a bar across the street. And the people who didn't do coke or weren't planning on screwing are at El Rancho. The, girl, the girls are there with their dates at El Rancho. The guys look clean-cut, normal-looking guys, had their act together, and the girls look like Las Vegas casino hookers. There that's, were a lot of hot boys. That's how they were dressed. You doing a library? St- stiletto heels and dresses barely covering their butts Uh-oh. and boobs flying everywhere. It, it looked exactly like a hooker convention was in town, and these were the sorority girls coming into El Rancho. For the record, your, your boobs were covered. I was covered, yeah. Hashtag Uh-oh. slut. <laughs> so did you and any of the dads get up and say hello, little ladies, or anything like that? You know that? what? We didn't, Jim. We didn't. You don't have any of the dads? Because I've seen no. dads sometimes act the fool. Didn't you didn't see have any of those? No, didn't see that. No. Yeah, there, there can be one rogue father. Who is going to show you that he can still party with the best of them? 
even though he can't. Well, guys, I was bartending at Bengals over the weekend, and a late 50s haggard old queen wrote his number on his receipt. This oft happens to me, but this one was different. He was a smooth talker, and he undid his shirt button just right so I could catch a glimpse of his nipple ring. <laughs> Needless to say, my interest was piqued. Towards the end of my shift, I began to correspond with the lady boy via Snapchat. He was a filthy old man, and I was digging it. He told me to meet him at the frat house, and when I arrived, he was bare-assed and swinging from my chandelier, screaming, send out the bottoms, daddy's still hungry. <laughs> He was an aggressive little twink master, but I walked that walk of shame with pride. Va, 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 voom, what a dish. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Did you guys go to Bengals? Yes. Oh. Yes, twice. <laughs> what is that, no further I questions? Was, I wasn't going to vote where for they this, go. but now it seems like it might. you were hanging from a chandelier. I would, no, no, there was no chandeliers there, of course. Wait. I wasn't going to go Duchess of Rudder, but I'm going to go with Matt, who bowls at Hanks, because he told a story that seemed to bear out, right? Didn't bear out. I'll go with a little lady by the name of LaShonda. Congratulations to Matt, who bowls at Hanks. He is just one. The Brookdale Farms email of the day. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure to welcome the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Very good. I'd like to see hockey always played four on four. Is that is that crazy? It, it seems like the players are getting too big. The rinks are the same size as they were 100 years ago, but the players are much bigger. You think they'd ever go four on four all the time? <laughs> well, I, listen, that would be something that would be uh, kind of unique. I, I'd listen, like that. I, I, yeah, I, I would like it too. If I Maybe I'd come back. <laughs> um you know what? I, I just I don't see it happening. You know, it's just there's too much tradition in our game, and there's too much history of, of five on five. Guys, WTF? Chris Kerber got the Burns Bragg Award for broadcast excellence last night. I guess the butt asses that vote on that didn't bother listening to the Wainwright Spring Training interview. I mean, have they ever even heard of the WWE recap? Clearly, no one paid attention to the Wayne Gretzky interview when a local third string sportscaster suggested the game be permanently changed to four on four. So it will be someday. And the great one responded. Like he was talking to an eight-year-old pretend reporter. And then he was quoted last week saying he loves three-on-three. He thinks it's the most exciting thing he's ever seen in hockey. You should get credit for that. That's kind of a big deal. If the voting panel would have only listened last Thursday to three hours of creeps and drunken introverts (laughs) who couldn't put on headphones... I feel the outcome... Drunk and introverts? Is that what our audience is? No, I didn't... Not the introvert part. <laughs> I feel the outcome would have been different. Clearly, they missed the live reading of the chippity ba 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 and the Apache, Apache war cry. Oh, well, Doug still has his second-place trophy from when the tranny was voted most popular host by the RLT. Oh, that's right. I lost to the tranny. She's still... Off. He or she's still around? Nurse... I don't know. Chin up, boys. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. 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 I go to bed with a prayer that you soon make love to me, strange as it seems. You think there's ever been a time where a gentleman proclaimed to a mother or father that he's praying that their offspring makes love to him? No. Guys, the Viani Father-Son Dance is this weekend. Thanks, Dogtown Astro. They don't have a Father-Son Dance. <laughs> Please tell me they don't have a Father-Son Dance. What are you going to do when your son asks you to dance? Now when he's six, oh, that's cute, sure. Yeah, we'll what about when he's dance. 16? You're going to go, you know what? A little awkward, a little awkward. Or the hokey pokey. Yeah, well, that's not the dance they're doing when they're in high school. <laughs> so they don't do that at the Viani Father-Son? I don't think so. That would really be funny to see the Vianney father-son dance. <laughs> There's some Vianney guy who's really mad that we're joking about the Vianney father-son dance. Oh, they really have one? I, they don't have one, do they? They can't have one. Why? <laughs> Doesn't that seem a little, a little odd? <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. What a weekend it was. I mean, good for Bron and DJ, but guys, we didn't even cover the Super Bowl of Father-Son dances. That's right. The 2016 Vianney Father's Day mixer was a P-O-N-Y. Talk about a smoke show. This dreamboat was wearing a Zorro mask. His slacks were tied, his forehead was shiny, and his Oxford was blue. From a distance, I could barely make out his name tag, but I believe it read, Hello, I'm Uncle Anal. Oh, I guess it was the more fun brother of Father Anal 
because he was kissing dads like there was no tomorrow. When it was my turn to dance with the masked man, the communard swayed our bodies to and fro. He told me a tale of what the lyrics meant. He spoke of Vasco da Gama and Marco Polo being secret lovers and losing each other at sea. Is that a true story? No. Yes. Upon finding each other again, Polo prayed that da Gama's son would make love to him. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Sea monster really liked They would chase each other around the ship, yelling the famed explorer's name, only to find each other and hope that the tickle fight led to a passionate kiss. Is that how Mark, the game Marco Polo started? Yes, no. it's true. No, it's in it Wikipedia. Isn't. Hence the game we play today in the communards being the final song for the 2016 Vianney Father-Son Mixer. Thanks, Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls. At Hanks. Which you got I'll, go, I'll go with a fellow by the name of Matt. Matt who bowls at Hanks. I like the bidet talk. I liked Cucky from the Shrubs. I never, ever again want to hear the phrase butt bloom ever no, again. I don't, I don't care. I am it. voting for the Vasco da Gama themed Matt who bowls at Hanks. Matt who bowls at Hanks ships it. He was going to get my vote as well. He wins email today and he's going to see Darius Rucker. Seamaster, what are the standings now? Matt, who bowls at Hanks, has just tied Cucky the Dwarf for lead in June with three wins apiece. And you also have Misty Plops with two. Oh, boy. The greats are battling, Doug. It's exciting. It's not that exciting. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Uh, Plow Shark, I see you posted this on the fan pin. Uh, Doug, it says this said girl is going on a 10-day spiritual journey in Spain at the end of July. Wouldn't that be fun? Any loyal listeners have extra hiking gear, a.k.a. a nice pack? <laughs> yeah, she uh, <clears throat> She kind of typed that up on my phone. I kind of asked. Oh, so she took your phone and, and asked for stuff? No, no, no. This was my idea to put it on the fan page because loyal listeners are exactly that, loyal. They help other people out in the time of need. I've had great success on the fan page, both your page, Tim, and previously Bobby Vestal's page. And so that was my idea. She didn't want to spend 250 bucks on a pack when she's probably just going to use it once, maybe twice. And she had this planned out way before we met that uh, called the El Camino, I think it is. It's like a, it's like a pickup truck hybrid. Yeah. No, no, this is, uh, they have a Netflix movie called The Way. It's uh, a walk through Spain, kind of like a spiritual journey. You turn off your cell phones, you're not connected to the world, you're just kind of hiking and doing that. Like, watching the documentary gives it more justice than me rambling on about it. That's but yeah, a- that's what she's doing in Spain uh, at the end of July, and she needs, you know, a nice pack. Is so. she going by herself? Uh, yes, she is. Well, she, there will be other people there. Doing the same thing she's doing from other countries, other areas. Oh, so it's like a group outing for this spiritual trek. Yes, and they'll have like a guide and everything like that. She speaks Spanish? She's lived over there for a year, I think either two or three years ago. She's familiar with it. You know, she's lived in another country by herself. So I think she'll be fine. She just needs the proper equipment. So that's why I threw it out on the fan. Give her some, uh, some phrases she might need to say in Spanish, like, ¿Cuántos años tiene? ¿Cuántos años mm. tiene? Pepe y yo somos buenos amigos. ¿Cómo gritas, hijo? ¿Cómo gritas, hijo? Hey, guys, I'm pretty excited for said girl's spiritual journey. I saw the Plow Royals post yesterday about needing a backpack and thought, hmm, I would also like to plan a vacation halfway across the world and have some fan pagers chip in on it. I can afford the flight and hotel, but I just can't swing the backpack. If I could just borrow the single most important piece of equipment I'll need from Mitch the Sex Kitten, I'll be ready to go. I, too, want to take a journey. Maybe a trip down the Rio Grande in a canoe borrowed from Jim Abbott's good hand. I would go deep sea snorkeling if I could just get that wetsuit from Jacob Nieter. How about skydiving with a parachute given to me by Sir Ian McKellen's thirst for boy juice? Oh, I know. I want to go big game hunting with a rifle that I borrowed from Miguel Cairo's Egyptian linen store. Well, tell her good luck. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. These are impressive emails, Tim. And that's what we have for the email of the day. What's you got? It, got it, got Boy, they were all good. Oh, uh, were they? Well, for Daddy, Matt, who bowls at Hanks. I almost uh, went with uh, Cucky because he used the term saggy milk gland. Yeah, it was good. I don't but know what I, that means. But I uh, stand corrected. I'm going with the Dan Marshall <laughs> Leadership Institute. Made me laugh. I had a check mark next to the name of uh, Matt who bowls at Hanks, but I am also going to go with the Dan Marshall Leadership Institute. A uh, third straight win for the Dan Marshall Inst- Leadership Institute, and here we have a situation where 
I think people are probably going to look back on 2016 in June specifically and say that was the DMLI's month. But he is mathematically eliminated. Just playing spoiler, Tim. That's I think there needs to be a co-winner. Matt Hubbles at Hank gave a fantastic effort. Whoa, where'd this come from? I just thought it was a great email. Hey, there's not a co-winner. <laughs> what are you, new? We have rules. Doug voted for it. I voted for it. I understand the over. rules, but, you know. This fellow's a friend of yours, isn't he? <laughs> no, Matt, Matt Hubbles at Hank, great people. Yeah, Hank's is out there by where you are. Uh, not really, Doug, but well, where nice you try. grew up. Where you grew up, right? Still no, but nice try. Well, he was in Illinois, Man, right? Plowhawk's a little snotty. Snooty, snotty. Well, where's where's he bowling? You said that was a bowling alley where you went to. Oh, down Trenton Way. And that's where he lives. Yeah, but it's not where I grew up. No, but you've been there many times, and you hang out there some. Right? Nonetheless, congratulations, on Matt, who bowls at Hanks on a great email. Nonetheless, Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. So there's this article in the Post Dispatch this morning. I don't know if you've heard about it. It says that we were um, we were offered our buyout, or at least that's mentioned in the article. And for the record, that's not accurate. Never, never, never happened. Uh, if it were to happen, I'd be more than happy to to leave. Be more than happy to leave, and we'll start up at the new place, which we'll be announcing soon, with personalities coming with us. You know, it's a difficult situation, as you might imagine, especially if you read the article, but it's in, uh, it, I've determined it's in the best interest because I'm responsible for a number of people's, uh, uh, paychecks to make sure that we handle this, uh, as however you would determine we're handling it, uh, as calmly, I guess, as possible. And it's not easy to do that. I can tell you that. And so if, if that's the case, then I need to, uh, make sure that, uh, we do the show like we've done it for the, you know, since the cat and I started in 2004. And, you know, and, and just do the, the same thing as normal. But I know people are talking about it. Uh, I understand people are talking about it. I get asked about it quite a bit, whether it be email, Twitter. It has not been easy, whatever. And I feel badly for Joe Roderick, you know, for those of you who are not aware of it. Uh, you know, there was a, a dispute between him and management here uh, at KFNS earlier this week. I'm not sure of the details because it didn't involve my company, although it was sent to me via email uh, and not to Joe. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a financial dispute between Joe and, uh, and management. Joe says he does not owe money. Management says he does. I don't know. It doesn't involve my company, but Joe is not allowed in the building here at KFNS right now, but he is still booking guests for us from his home. Hey, Tim, I'm more than happy about your soft opening tonight at Kirkwood Brewhouse, but I don't understand why you keep saying you want to have little input on the operations because you have no experience. You see, I was once a local cell phone salesman. And I turned myself into an extremely successful AM radio tycoon virtually overnight. Having little industry experience means nothing. What's that? The chef has been doing his job successfully for 15 years? Who cares? You're the genius, not him. I suggest getting your hands into as many aspects of the operation as possible. And we here at the Dan Marshall Leadership Institute on Hank's campus can show you how. There's a campus? The woman station was just something that hit me like a bolt of lightning. All right. Having a disagreement with a waiter, establish your dominance and put that son bitch in a headlock right there in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> Don't like the dishwasher's tood? Lock him out of the building. I think that happened to Roderick. <laughs> yes, it sure did. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't allowed back in, was he? I would always receive these emails right at 8.30. Mm-hmm. And by the way, periods and commas were not required. No. Let's say you have an extremely popular breakfast item that is not only the most liked dish on the menu, but also the most profitable. I would suggest cutting that item out completely for a less popular and definitely cost prohibitive item that may or may not be later cucked by a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, the DMLI Hanks Campus. What is this campus that it has? Hanks Campus. Dan Marshall Leader He's new. I have to go with the Dan Marshall Leadership Institute. Hipster of Tower Grove South was awful. <laughs> Stubby Clap was awful. I, I'm going to agree that uh, the Dan Marshall Leadership Institute was worthy of the victory. Wow, it would have been unanimous, although I did have Misty Plop set aside. I like that care.com slash stories site. Uh, but uh, Dan Marshall Leadership Institute. I don't know if Dan Marshall Leadership Institute ever loses. Anytime he participates, mm-hmm. he wins. Well, he's funny. We wouldn't know much about that. Uh, the sea monster would like to talk. Hello, CZ. The prisoner would like to speak. An interesting twist. Uh, this was actually Matt who bowls at Hanks, writing what? under the DMLI. We're taking off the Luchador's mask? Moniker. 
Well, that's not. He wasn't the original DM. Oh my God! I guess Caesar has his column this week. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> hey guys, I just wanted to let you know uh, that signups for summer classes here at the Dan Marshall Leadership Institute East are now open this summer. I need to go <laughs> really? off this train, learn some management timber. <laughs> This summer, we are really going to focus on one of the most important key values of the DMLI. Effing with a good thing. It doesn't matter that your full-time job is a boo or cell phone peddler. You know, the radio business. Get your hands in there. Working microphones are overrated. Selling ads? Who needs it? You need to make a splash and hire some big-name talent. Don't be afraid to overpay. Hell, we encourage it. Here's a free tip. People like listening to the programs, not the commercials. So, which one do you think we should focus on? Yeah, thanks. I know this business inside and out, and I'm willing to pass on my knowledge for a nominal fee of $75 per month or $50 for the whole summer. I just negotiated your pants off, and you didn't even know it. More where that came from, the DMLI Trenton Campus. Oh, they have an <laughs> Trenton Campus. Satellite, satellite Campus. What you got? I'm low on time. I'm, I'm just not. I'm, I, my time management's not where it needs to be after being away for a little bit. I'll vote for the Dan Marshall Leadership Institute. I agree. DMLI is shipped. The hot shot email of the day. Get somebody other than Misty Plops have a lunch every now and then. Matt who bowls at Hanks. Matt who bowls at Hanks. What does it cost to join St. Louis Country Club? Any idea? Well, we've been looking at it. You can look. I don't think that they'll have you at the membership office. Right. It's similar to being offered to buy a radio station. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to. You think it's about you a... can look. I used to be the Mater D there a long time ago. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. I bet that was pretty good money, wasn't it? Yeah. These guys, nobody played golf there. So if you like to play golf and you join there, you have the whole course to yourself. Nobody plays golf. Sweet. Why don't they we all go into these meetings. They, they're called syndicates. And they sit there and you bring in their scotch and their bourbon and their... Nice rum squashes and mint whatever and they would sit there and figure out what they were going to throw their money in this week like millions of dollars why don't you uh work hard listen in and start uh, throwing your money in where they were throwing it inside information i didn't get to stay long enough i had one member's daughter get me fired what'd you do to her i didn't well that's the problem i did nothing every once in a while i go up to bush's groves in between shifts and one of the member's daughters was up there and was hitting on me and I couldn't do that because this member was pretty powerful. And I said, I'm not going to do this. So she got upset that I turned her down and uh, she got me fired. She lied about some stuff and got me fired. She took advantage of you. I will give you the name at the break and you will be astonished. Wow. Well, she no, hit wow. on you. Wow. She hit on you. You said, no, I don't want to get fired. And then she got you fired by making stuff up. Yeah. She lied about some things and. Yeah, because I like my job, and I, I, I can't it get involved seems, with this When girl. was this, sir? What year was this? What year? Uh, like, I think 94. No, it was, it was before. It was before I went to Bermuda, and I went to Bermuda in 87. So I can tell you that the uncle of this girl has been on this radio show. The uncle of like this girl. request no more details are said, although don't get me wrong, I'm sure we would win a legal battle with somebody from St. Louis Country Club. I'd rather just kind of <laughs> reduce my risk. Okay. No, I would hmm. never say the name on the air. I'll hmm. just give hints. <laughs> well, that could be a thousand she, people. We've she had must have really wanted you bad to go out and get you fired just because you were mm-hmm. like, I'm she not wasn't doing used it. to being turned down. She got everything she wanted and she wanted you. I wasn't mean about it. I just said, I, I just can't do that. I got to go back to work. And so she lied about some stuff and got me fired. Well, I did turn down oh, ESPN hilarious. for the fact I didn't want to live in Bristol, Connecticut. So it was where I was going to live. What were you going to do, baby? Senior producer, weekend overnights. Radio or TV? Radio. And I turned them down and took the job in Springfield because I didn't want to. Springfield, Missouri? Yeah, because I didn't want to live in Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah, Uh I did a a show with the great Ned Reynolds. Oh, yeah, I know Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds was at KY3 in Springfield for 100 years. 100 years, yeah. He's the guy you watch when you go to Lake of the Ozarks. There's old Ned Reynolds doing the sports. Yeah, he's a curmudgeon. What's wrong? He tried to get me fired because, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and this is a true story. I'm, I'm not bragging, but they had never seen anybody in this city that spoke their mind. Like if the Lady Bears lost a game, I would critique and, and criticize. <laughs> I would criticize. You hold Jackie Styles yes. accountable? I would, oh. <laughs> I would criticize Cheryl Burnett. Sure, you sure. know, I would say something that, that nobody else talked about. 
So it got to the point where I was like the mayor of Springfield. You were nobody's lackey. I'm not kidding you. Every, every, ask Winstrom. Winstrom knows this. Um, you blew that market up. Grant Winstrom will tell you. Um, he, he says people still come up to him this day and says, do you ever talk to Iggy? Iggy, what do you think about the Cardinals? Iggy, what about that game last night? Iggy, what do you, Iggy, this, Iggy, this. And Hi, Reynolds, Iggy. Reynolds got pissed off. He actually went down into the owner's office and said, I can't be on a show with somebody more popular than me. I want him out. Hey, guys, Iggy had a huge week. I mean, that dude can spin a hell of a yarn. I'd like to briefly recap for those keeping score at home. The guy who moved to Bermuda for five years to be a waiter later turned down a job at ESPN because he wanted to stay closer to home. The third-string producer of this show got fired from a previous radio job because he was way too popular for the host's comfort. <laughs> this sexual deviant known as Iggy had a chance to bang a filthy rich broad under the age of 75, R.I.P. Leona Helmsley, but didn't because, once again, he was loyal to a waiter job. This, I repeat, young, filthy, rich broad was so distraught that the little orange man turned her down that she went and got him fired from that job. On an unrelated note, last week, there was either an email or you guys did a live read for an anal rejuvenation surgery. Can you give me the name of that doctor again? Daddy needs to be resleeved. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. I gotta go Misty Plops. It was the best email. I'm not going there. I had never before heard the sentence, Daddy needs to be resleeved. <laughs> So and that's I'm, what you're gonna, voting for. I'm going to vote for Matt who bowls at I Hanks. I go with Matt who bowls at Hanks as well. Matt who bowls at Hanks just chipped a lemmings lunch from Hot Shots for the email of the day. Matt who bowls at Hanks. Matt who bowls at Hanks. So, uh, Doug, at 745, uh, we do have a master's correspondent uh, on the premises at uh, Augusta National. Bob uh, Golby? No. No? All right. I think it's kind of obvious. I'm surprised. Uh, Julius Burroughs is dead, huh? I know who it is. I read it in the uh, the golf trades. Yeah, the trades are out. Also, Barrett mentioned it. In who is latest it? Podcast. I would like somebody who not only likes golf, but also likes to bowl. That's the, that's the correspondent that's, I would look that's, for. Those are the best kind. And so that would be Gary Player. But he's not our correspondent. Our correspondent is Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Well You've done. You've got to be kidding me. That's we got him. You mean you got to be kidding me? We got him. Does he know anything at all about the game? He's on the premises. I uh, dug 40% of the field on Rory McIlroy. 40%. You know who I kind of, who's my kind of dark horse play, and I know we have, and I see the number on him, uh, is uh, El Nino. That's the boy to you in Spanish, Sergio Garcia. He's on my McIlroy team, too. Uh, I will be uh, locked in on uh, Masties here over the next couple of days, Doug, and I would imagine you'll be locked in on Masties as well because I know you love uh, the tradition. Well, I don't like the tradition that much. In fact, a lot of the tradition I, I don't care for. The, you the rail against in, it. The nose-in-the-air elitism. All the masters. Perhaps the last club in America to actually accept minority members. A tradition like no other. <laughs> Who will wear the green jacket this year? A tradition that began when Bobby Jones had the trophy oh, stolen from him and a caddy was dispatched to go to the Kmart in downtown Augusta and get anything, anything at all to award to the new king of golf and all he could find at Kmart was rows and rows of green sport coats that Kmart couldn't give away because let's face it no one wants to wear a green sport coat and sure that caddy bought those coats drove them up Magnolia Lane to Butler Cabin and today we award one of those Kmart green jackets to the new king of golf that's how the green jacket tradition like no other that's how the green jacket came to I thought it was in honor of Buck Swope no 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 well, they're on the course now, Doug, at Augusta. Yeah. And that means our correspondent... Busy at work. Is busy at work. Ladies and gentlemen, our official 2017 Masters correspondent, we are creating a write-off for him, Matt, who bowls at Hanks. They don't mess around here. It's uh, My dad's been going for a while, and he kind of told me about it, and I saw it first day and yesterday. Um, they, <laughs> he said when they were here two or three years ago, there was a... They were walking across, and they kind of stopped traffic for a car to go through or something, and some fella decided he wouldn't listen. Well, he went after they told him to stop, and a security person ran up and ripped his badge off and turned him around. <clears throat> Threw him out. For, jay for, for jaywalking, yeah. Yeah, just remember, Matt, Lord. that uh, America. <laughs> I hate that course the more I hear about it. <laughs> Doug, have you ever seen Ray's Creek in person? No, of course not. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I expect it's a <laughs> creek like no other. 
Oh, it is. There's actually an RV park outside of the gates on uh, the uh, lesser half of Ray's Creek. Oh, nice. Not. Good for property value. Where the people in the trailers dump their sewage into Ray's Creek, probably? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So. Yeah, they don't tell you about that. No, I don't expect they do. Uh, Matt, who bowls at Hanks, uh, my sources tell me you had a conversation with John Daly uh, this week. We did. <laughs> yeah, we did. We came in uh, Tuesday, and uh, there he is, I don't know, hawking stuff outside the Hooters. Uh, Sounds about right. That's great. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was cool to see him, but it was kind of, uh, I don't know, sad, I guess. But uh, I mean, he asked him what he was doing this weekend. He said smoking, drinking, and selling. Nice. So he's got a game plan. Well, I think he goes up there every year, doesn't he? And he picks a Hooters and he just signs autographs and hawk stuff every year at Augusta, doesn't he? Good for him. Yeah, he's just he's just got his RV set out of Hooters, and uh, he's got a bunch of. I don't know, clothes, his loudmouth golf and all that stuff, and he'll sign anything for a couple bucks or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> He's got it figured out. <laughs> yeah, he does. He just sits there, drinks, smokes, and sells. <laughs> Where are you staying, Matt Bulls at Hanks? Uh, we rented a house down also here hard. week. I guess that's kind of what everybody does. It's, there's only so many hotels, um, but we got five guys in total, so we rented a little house down here. A lot of bros? Yeah, yeah, bros and whites. Bros and whites. Is there any hot tub play among the five of you? Oh, no. Good for you, Doug. Um, there's uh, our neighbors are kind of cool, but uh, I don't know if they're down for that or not. Uh, Matt, any other final thoughts from Augusta? Because this has uh, been really all encompassing. Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, I'm I'm starting to after yesterday's experience. I'm starting to kind of lean with Doug on it. There's a there's a tidbit of snootiness here. It's a little over the top. Yeah. No. I think. Um, no. A little, a little, yeah. a little extra pop and circumstance, but it's um, it really is cool. I, I had a lot of people ask, you know, how'd you get tickets for all this stuff? If you come down here, I mean, the, the whole main street. I think it's Washington Street or Washington Avenue. People are hawking tickets left and right. So I mean, there's there's always a chance for those. Sweet. Um, but it's a it's a cool thing to do if you're a golf fan at least once. What's it cost to get in? Uh, depends on which day. Like yesterday's practice rounds, we only got in for it got rained out, so we only got in for like half an hour, forty five minutes. Uh, basically, got a, got a beer and walked back out. How much it cost you, baby? That was a question. How much it cost you, baby? <clears throat> well, that was two hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, and what's it cost yeah. when they really start playing? Yeah. What's it cost when you the today? bullets are flying for real? <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends. Uh, prices dropped when Tiger went out, so I guess that's still a thing, which was nice. Um, what the hell does it cost to get into the tournament? Doug, you don't need to know about my personal finances, all right? Well, yeah, I'm just asking you. You're a correspondent, so you didn't have to pay, cost? generally speaking, though. Uh, say 1200 Oh, my God. For, for, not for one day, but for the, for the full de- four, four days? No. One, one day? day? <laughs> yeah. Oh Damn, Gina! You got and it's, do you buy that from Augusta, or do you buy that from like a secondary market source? We go we go through um, a secondary place, like the face value. Let's see, the face value on this thing says three twenty five. Uh, that's for today, but that's that's not going to happen. Twelve hundred, and that's when the price went down because Tiger's not playing. Whites, lol. Yeah. Jeez, but, boy, that one yeah. really catches me off guard. God, I would have guessed four hundred. That would have been my guess. Yeah, I would too. Holy but I moly. suppose Matt, t- Matt who bowls at Hanks, you must ball hard at Hanks. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they pay well. It's six lanes, so, I mean. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> what the hell are you doing to get that kind of money? What do you think he's doing, oh, selling his hole? 800 series last week. That's tough to do. Yeah, well, it is. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Matt, who bowls at Hanks. Good day. Good day. I want a guy age 2570 <laughs> to come over and pleasure himself in my model train room. Mutual touching and stuff is allowed, but nothing more. I'm not gay. It's all HO scale. Then, after you finish, you can kick around and stomp all the trains and buildings like a monster. Don't break them. They are my sons. We can do this until 4 a.m. or until we get tired. Also, I have a whole mess of imitation crab meat in my freezer. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Feel free to grab some on your way out. It's not bad or anything. We just have too much. <laughs> Thanks. That comes from Craig. 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 Show respect. Craig. He's, he's new. He has a fine list. <laughs>
Some of that imitation crab meat, it tastes pretty much like the real thing. Okay, then make an appointment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get a number? <laughs> so you would stop around his model train set after he pleasures you? Well, no, not that part. I was just looking for the imitation crab. And just for the record, this guy's not gay. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it to me. Hi, I am looking for a guy between the ages of 22 and 78 to come over and treat me like a moped. All you have to do is sit on my back and I will scoot around my den like a naughty little Vespa. Don't shy away because you are worried about making subpar scooter sounds. I will make those sounds. You just have to twist my ear to make me go fast. <laughs> and then I will make the appropriate revving sound to whatever speed we are going. <laughs> Mutual touching is allowed, and I would prefer us both to be topless, but I am not gay. After a few hours, I will make a little sputtering sound like I'm breaking down. And then you will have to hop off and fix me. I'll leave that to your imagination. But I would like you to flip me up my back, give me a shameful look over and say, the nipples on these damn things. <laughs> Always go out first. And then act like you're replacing my nipples. It's too much. <laughs> Doug, it's How long old. is it? And don't say naughty little Vespa. I'm not gay. We can do this until 4 in the morning or until we get tired. On your way out, you can stop by the freezer and grab yourself some homemade meat jerky. My wife made it last night. And there's nothing wrong with it. We just have too much. Thanks. We didn't need that last sentence. Well, it shows you that gay. What that? That comes from Craig. And that's what we have for the Hot Shots email of the day. Show me what you got, little mama. Show me what you got, little lady. I can't vote for Craig because it was just too much, so I'm going plops. I'll go for Craig. Yeah, I go with Craig (laughs) as well. There were some great ones. The Sea Monster was right. He put together a wonderful order. Well done. Congratulations to Craig. You have won a Lemmings lunch. And actually, that was Matt who pulls it. It wasn't Craig at all. You're listening to Swope's Picks on 590 The Fan, 1057HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. We're pleased now to be joined by Matt, who bowls at Hanks. At Hanks, what's up? What's up, Swope? Oh, not a whole lot. Getting stoked for the big G8 summit coming up. I'll see you at that. Yeah. Let's think back to, I think I started this sode in January 2015 with the Plowsy AFC-NFC Ballpark Village event where he quote-unquote emceed it. He was going to do material, um, kind of a stand-up routine, and it didn't really didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> Leading up to it, I mean, I thought it was pretty funny that I was he's like, oh, no, I'll just do I'll do a 10-minute stand-up routine, you know, whatever, and I'll, I'll just wing it. I'm not going to write down anything. And the cat was kind of giving him jabs because I think the cat has tried some stand-up before, but um, I thought it was pretty funny that he was, he was just going to kind of wing it. And then, uh, lo and behold, when he got up there, it lasted about 30 seconds. He didn't quite get booed off the stage, but uh, he wasn't getting the response he thought he would. How many of the people in that area knew who Plowsy was? Oh, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. I mean, we were, you know, I ran into a couple of people that I knew, and, and I think they had like a beer pong tournament, like a bags tournament, stuff like that. So um, there were a couple of listeners that were there, but a majority of the people that were in the booths and whatnot had no idea what the hell was going on. Um, I think Plowsy took the stage maybe 10, 15 minutes after Larry Nickel had accosted the audience and, and told them, uh, heel turn. He, 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 yeah, the heel turn. He didn't give a rat's ass what they thought. Um, so there are a lot of people that had no idea what the hell was going on. So, um, I just kind of, kind of got an idea from that and, uh, and went from there. So when did you start listening like daily? So I think I started in 2014 um, because I know it took about a year to actually email in and and get anything going. Um, But I had friends around here that were podcasting and and telling me about the show. And I always thought, you know, they would they would talk to me about it and they'd say, oh, it's it's Jim Hayes and, and Doug Vaughn and Tim McKernan. So I was I was always like, okay, first of all, who's Tim McKernan? Second, Doug Vaughn, the like the news guy from Channel Four, and then the other guy is the guy from the Cardinals games. It's like that, you know. What what's that going to be? And then uh, I remember distinctly podcasting um, on my back porch one night, just drinking some beers, and I was like, "Holy cow, this is this is one of the most absurd 
funny things I've ever heard. Did you know Plowboy before you started emailing in? I, I, I didn't No, I didn't know him before I started emailing in. I knew obviously he was, he was dating a girl from around here at the time. So when I found out who that was, I was like, Oh, you know, I, I know her. I play softball with her brother and whatnot. From there, I was like, okay. And then I, I'd see him at Hank's every now and then. And that's kind of where I got the idea to email in. I was like, well, I can use a name, you know, someone who hangs out at Hank's or something like that. Cause I actually do hang out there every now and then. So that, that kind of what, what uh, jump started it? And that's Hank's Bowl in Trenton, Missouri. <laughs> Trenton, Trenton, Illinois. I'm sorry. Yeah, Trenton, it's Illinois. a yeah, it's Trenton, a Illinois. it's uh, a big uh, six lane house. Yeah, it's, it's not where I'm from by any means, but uh, I did hang out there a couple times. I noticed there's a substantial TMA fan base on the Illinois side, but they seem like they're kind of scattered across a lot of little towns. It's not like it's all these people from just Belleville or. Yeah, so we've got like um, like Lefty Jack's mayor, he's from Shiloh, and then like Beer Cats and those guys, there's a big like Oakville, Nashville faction, and then the guys that got me started are, are all in Breeze, Illinois, which is kind of like the little capital of Clinton County, if you want to call it. Like you said, there's a, a good group of people from spread out little towns, and I mean, it's it's definitely grown in the past three or four years for sure. So you, you start emailing in, and I... <laughs> think you are one of the better emailers. Now, there's a long tradition of, I would say, Justin in Columbia, Corey G, Big Boss in North County. Uh, I'm going to leave people out. Missy Plops. Plops does this to a degree, but I feel like Plops and Cucky and a lot of, and Dotum, a lot of those guys are kind of off, just kind of in their own universe. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Whereas for sure. I think you are kind of in this long tradition of kind of straightforward reactions to the absurdity and just being able to really summarize a lot of things in like 150 words or roughly. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like Plops has, I don't know where he comes up with some of the crap he comes up with. I mean, it's, it's just random stuff, you know, all, all molded into one little story and it's all completely made up. I kind of take a spin of, like you said, get a, get a reaction of kind of what's going on. And there's a lot of truth to what I email in, but, I took a page out of Justin and Columbia's book where if you just take some things that actually happened on the show and just put like a snarky twist on them, I mean, it's, it's pretty funny, but it's actual stuff that, that kind of happened, but you just, you just put a little twist on it and it, it, it gets people giggling, which is yeah. nice. It seems like you, you will hit the tape measure home runs. You might not email in every day, you know, you might email in every day, but you can't necessarily hit the 400 foot tape measure shot every time. But it seems like when you do hit it right, if you were just going to rank the best emails, I think you would you would chart a significant number on there just because you do combine so many different elements into such a I mean, Again, they don't let you a few guys are able to kind of go on and ramble on. And I think you've gotten a little bit of leeway at times. But yeah. usually, you, I mean, they will not read Plops sometimes when he's too long. I know I've emailed right. him. I don't really email, email in that much, but I've emailed in before, and it's been too long. Not by a lot, but it's like, it's kind of that Friday. Oh, if you're emailing in on a Friday, it's like you got to you gotta trim your shrubs. You got to, uh, you got to have yeah. eat. You know, a lot of times it's a lot of people emailing in on Fridays. So the fact that you, in a very difficult era, were able to kind of establish yourself as the, the number three or the number co-number two co-challenger in kind of the plops era you and you and cucky were kind of his his challengers and and more recently you know i think bill pullman has definitely uh established himself yeah um as one of the as one of the regular contenders and stephen wildwood obviously yeah and i i'm going back um to do this episode and i kind of looked through back some emails when i first started and now and and when you when i first started out anyway i was kind of just throwing out some stuff every day and just hoping to get some sort of reaction where now it's like, I, I don't really want to email in unless I've got something to say and I know it's going to be fairly good. I don't want to send it if I, if it's just going to be a, another ho-hum email. You know, I, I always have in mind that I'm going to get at least one vote from somebody. That's kind of where I gear it towards. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, and it's, it's been a fairly difficult era with Cucky. I mean, the rise of him, that was just, you know, between him and Plops for, I don't know what it was, maybe a, five to six month span. I mean, you just, you weren't beating either of them. Um, but you know, you just kind of throw some stuff at the wall and see what sticks. So I know you have emailed in as the Dan Marshall leadership Institute Trenton campus. So you were not the original Dan Marshall leadership. No. Institute. Do you know the identity of the, of the I, Dan Marshall leadership Institute? 
do not, but I know that a while ago that I did it as the Trenton um, campus, but then uh, pretty recently, I think I did it. And that came about because um, I was hanging out with some guys one night who work in St. Louis, and they said that they know the real Dan Marshall Leadership Institute. And they said he's he's like, like I figured that it was someone from the inside that had maybe worked there before or, or knew some stuff, but um, they said he hasn't. I mean, he's not really like that loyal of a listener and I'm just going off what they told me. But he just came up with some stuff because he knew the past and just just let it fly, which was perfect. I mean, it was and again, it's stuff that's all true. He just puts a snarky little spin on it and it just it gets people going. Yeah. I mean, kind of like Keanu Reeves cast in The Matrix or or even Bill and Ted. You know, it's like not necessarily a good actor, but he's good in that role. And, you know, he's perfect for for that that context. Yeah. Um, So you also emailed in as Craig. That came about when I was golfing with um, Tim, Dotem, and Engine Joe. Someone posted something on the Facebook that was like a, a Craigslist Freak of the Week thing that they did, they do on the point. Well, someone posted it, and Tim's just sitting there laughing his ass off reading it, and he goes, that needs to be an email. So it's like, okay. So I took that thing word for word, and I emailed it in, and I was like, you know what? This this could be a nice little shtick to, to get me out of, you know, not really rut, but it's kind of getting boring doing the same old stuff. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do a bunch of these little things and, um, go from there and, and build a little, a little niche character. Well, I did that first one and then I wrote up, I don't know, probably five or six of them. And the very next day I did the one about the moped or whatever. And it, got such a good reaction i was like well i think i'm just gonna shut it down from there because i personally thought that that was one of the worst ones that i had written so i i threw it out there first but it just it got a tremendous reaction so i was like well i'll just shut that down not gonna beat that anything else you can think of that you want to address while we've got you on the air i don't know like misty plops is my idol i'll put that out there i mean he's he's on a whole different uh plane than everybody else he kind of got me going into it i I knew that I was a decent emailer one night when I was at home and I got a friend request from just a random guy. And I was like, eh, I'll just accept it, see what happens. So I did. And I get a, a message and it's from his profile. And it just says plops here. I'm like, holy cow, this is the Misty plops. And uh, we just kind of chatted for a little bit. And he's like, all right, got to go, got to put the kid to bed. And I was like, Jesus, plops is putting a kid to bed. That's so like, it blew my mind when that happened. Well, I mean, I don't know that there's anything else we need to cover. I don't know if we'll have you on again if we do a uh, another sode. On- no, there's not going to be enough for that. Oh, I don't know. We might, we might need <laughs> you to come on and talk about something else. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Janie the Lesbian's not available. I might need to have you on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, fill in for her for sure. We'll definitely uh, see you at the G8 Summit. We'll see you maybe at a TMA Live on the on the Illinois side sometime. And yep. uh, take care of yourself. All right. Thanks, Wolf. You're listening to Swope's Picks on 590 The Fan, 1057HD2FM, and InsideSTL.com. Swope here, reminding you that all episodes of Swope's Picks are available for download at InsideSTL.com. You can also find Swope's Picks on iTunes in the comedy section under S for Swope. Once again, I'd like to thank Matt who bowls at Hanks for joining us. Oh, get on with it, motherfucker. Get on with it, motherfucker. Oh, get on with it, motherfucker. Thank you for listening to Swope's Picks. Enjoy the match. They're hitting it hard. They're hitting it hard. They're hitting it hard. We need to touch each other. Nice. There's a whole video. It's a great video. It was really shot well. I did great work again. I was not looking for any kind of hookup necessarily. Well, when they say you want to party, I don't think that's what it meant. Oh. I'm taking my shirt off, John Vaughn. Nice. And then he walks toward me in the camera and he takes his shirt off and then he flexes. Well, why do I have to see his armpits? When are these two going to bump bush? Bump bush. Nice. They're hitting it hard. And he puts it in there. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. No. Uh, no. Like freaking Tweedledome over here and Tweedlediva. Nice. Don't F my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Bump Bush. He bolts past it and he goes to the brown one as if to say, I can do what I want to do. Yeah, now she's way woke. And if you don't like it, take a look at this physique. Doug and I could just write a script in three seconds and then sit there and play grab ass for the rest of the afternoon. (laughs) Nice. You look hot. Thanks, buddy. What are you wearing? I'm done. 
Huh. And that costs you like 16 bucks. Oh. All right. While Larry Rice and Pedro Guerrero cheer us on in bikinis. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Even middle-aged men wore mm. Speedos at public swimming pools. Again, I can't help it. My life is more interesting than yours. Wow. Smells like shame. Shame in wet towels. Nice. Was the second guy Jamaican? I thought that was a little much. Yeah, I'm not quite as woke. But we're up on the stage just dancing. I look over there, and there's a little handwork going on there. Plus, they barely had any clothes on. They're hitting it hard. <laughs> Anybody can dress up in a dress, get some tatas, and put on some makeup. Some random Southern family is going to take in the young homosexual. What were they doing there? Giving people a boner, according to Ben Fred. How long ago was this? They even wore overalls, and that was viewed as normal. What is Literally. the point of the overall? Is it to have, like, a bib? Well, Doug, whatever you're into. He needs to just go start having a lot of sex again. Uh, I would if I had a car. But anyway. You remember you went shirtless, and you guys were wrestling around in the yard. Nice. <laughs> when he took his shirt off, did you feel the need to take your shirt off? Oh, put your clothes back on, fuck man. They're hitting it hard. <laughs> oh, boy, you making me shoot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.